and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. And welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, happy to be here as always. I know. And we've got a really good topic today because what I want us to sort of dive into is what happens when we're going through a big transition, right? So this, this is, I want to talk about it from the perspective of us personally, when we're moving into a different space, when we're growing, when we're really transitioning into something new ourselves, how does that impact our business? How does that impact our sales? How does that impact our families and the people around us? Because I think sometimes we don't always look at, you know, this, these big transitions and how like they can be a whirlwind and they can sort of have a, um, an interesting domino effect in the world around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about this one because I think it's taking, um, taken me some time to realize that that is the expectation that my personal transitions are going to shift my business and that that's okay. And that that's a normal Thing to happen because in the beginning, I think I used to, as much as I'm a proponent for integration, I think I used to feel like I had to keep out that change um, from or keep it separate so that it wouldn't monopolize somehow, take my business in a direction that it wasn't supposed to go, right? So I was kind of keeping the boundaries, mm. uh, afraid of just giving myself full permission to change and let my business kind of make that change alongside with me. Uh, Like, I think that's actually such a good point to start with because I think we feel, and this is very much also sort of that masculine lens. We feel like we have to compartmentalize or separate the aspects of our lives. And so here's our business and we're putting up that identity for here's who we are in our business. Here's who we are at home. Here's who we are in ourselves. And, and, you know, we're really sort of separating ourselves in different roles, right? And and how we respond in those roles. And, and so oftentimes we're keeping, uh, trying to keep in what we're actually going through. And sometimes, you know, even the good transitions, even the best transitions, they can be quite difficult. They can be challenging on an emotional level. They can be uh, taxing on our energy systems. And so, you know, we just try to keep moving everything, even when we feel like we're struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's certain uh, transitions like 
when women go, um, they take a family leave, like you're expecting a baby, there's sort of this societal, okay, you're going on maternity leave and your business is going to need you to get organized and just delegate. And then you're just going to go off and you're going to have this baby. And and then your business is just going to, as long as you did it right, your business is going to be fine. (laughs) It's just going to run itself with your team. I I feel like there's a lot of, yeah, that is even in itself. We compartmentalize by, um, kind of the expectations, the story that's told sort of the dominant story is like, yeah, as long as you're organized, even magazines, and, you know, things would be like the five top ways to get prepared for maternity leave or, you know, that, so that was just one that comes to mind for me and, and I haven't been on in four years, but that it felt like it's, it was up to me to figure mm. this transition out. And as long as I was super organized and prepared, it would be fine. Yeah. And that gets back into the control, right? We think that like, if we can just control all the variables, if we can just control everything, be organized, make sure everything is in alignment that, you know, then we'll brave sort of the storm that we're going through. And I guess we have to look at transition in general, like transitions are a big deal. And we often sort of cover over them, right? Even in society. I mean, if you look at sort of more um, ancient, more, even more matriarchal societies, like transitions were a big deal. Right. When you transition from, you know, um, teenage to adulthood, as an example, you know, when you transitioned, when you, when you got your menstrual cycle, like there were these amazing transitions that were celebrated and honored and you were allowed to move through, but we just sort of overlook transitions. We just sort of, you know, keep moving. Everything has to be the same. And, and the truth is if we're evolving as, as women, as beings, then we are transitioning in big ways. And it's not just, um, you know, time as usual or, you know, life as usual. Like when we change, everything will shift around us if we let it. And it will be better if we let it. But that initial stage, I think, you know, we have to talk about because when we're transitioning um, at the beginning, I think it's very unstable. It feels very unstable and scary. And so sometimes we don't even allow ourselves the space to feel all of that. Yeah. I think it's our culture, our society's obsession with everything just being a hallmark moment that we can just tie up, wrap it up, put a stamp on it. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're just, as a culture, we don't do mess well, you know, messiness, chaos. It's in our kind of unspoken rules. Like we need to wrap this up, organize things. Um, so you're right. We don't really have the ritualistic uh, celebrations of of the wide spectrum of the joy and the grief, the different challenges that come with moments of just normal human development and these transitions that are going to happen to all of us, but we sort of want to make them tie them up in a pretty bow. And what happens then is we're internalizing that we're internalizing well, everyone else is moving um, so smoothly through transitions and their business is doing great. And I think this speaks again to what you and I are so passionate about is transparency in your business. Um, And I have been really impressed and I guess inspired by some of my mentors who have really been transparent about transitions and they've sent a newsletter out or they've put some copy on their website or changed something on their outgoing emails, responders that actually say like, this is a big transition for my, for me and my family or for me. And I'm taking this time. And whenever I see a woman do that, you know, just really name her experience and just say, I'm setting a boundary and this is what's happening for me. And you either like it or you don't. And this is, you know, thanks. (laughs) Um, It's so 
inspiring because I feel like it speaks to, you know, naming what's really happening and not trying to be a people pleaser. Yeah. And it's refreshing, right? Like, I think it's refreshing because it's, it's really not the norm. And I think, you know, no matter how, like I'm, I'm so passionate about transparency and I think I'm very integrated in that, you know, people who, you know, listen to my podcast, people who know me in person, people like I'm pretty much the same person, but there still is that pull to keep it together right? That pull to have it all together in every moment. And when the balls start dropping to feel fear around that, to feel embarrassed around that, to feel, you know, and so I think, you know, we're definitely not giving ourselves permission to transition. And, and maybe we should, you know, sort of, I don't know, pick apart or dissect a little bit what we even mean by transition. Because I think, you know, some of the obvious transitions are like you were saying, like moving from, you know, pregnancy to motherhood, you know, or even like, you know, not having any kids to motherhood. That, that's a massive transition, like really, really, really massive transition. And you will never, ever be the same ever, ever again. And so like that's, you know, one sort of like obvious transition. But I think, you know, like for me right now, I'm going through a big transition in myself. Like I'm stepping into a different um person, a different being, a different way of operating than I've done in the past. And so that also is a transition. And so it's like, where, whereas I've defined my world through an old idea, I'm now trying to redefine my world through a new one. And that is, you know, transitions that a lot of us make on a regular basis, but we don't really acknowledge. And when there are core identities that we're shifting, you know, those can be quite tumultuous and challenging and like they can take a lot more energy as well. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I have a mentor about 10 years older than me that is looking at what's happening in my life and my transition. And she's reflected back to me, oh, this is what happens in your early 40s. Like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, I remember that there's this deeper reflection. There's this um, needing to to get more clear about your life. And this is something I think we talk about developmental stages up until around age 20 in our culture. It's like all of the baby stages and then early adulthood. And then we kind of stop talking about it. And (laughs) you're right. It's like human development continues until we die. Um, And one of the big markers is like, there's a psychological shift in our early forties, unless you're still arrested development which some of us are, um, that are still like something's happening. We're kind of still caught in our twenties or thirties, but for most that are kind of been doing, um, some insightful work and trying to get more clear, it's like the early forties is kind of a come to Jesus moment or come to your goddess, come to your <laughs> divinity, come fall on your knees basically. <laughs> and ask them what's been happening. Um, so it's either a crisis for many people or clarity, you know, a time in which if you have the capacity to dig a little bit, bit deeper. It's a big transition into self, I think. So you and I can really relate to that. And I think a lot of our listeners are kind of running in between that age of 35 and 55. I think we kind of have that um, demographic. So, you know, there's that talking more about what's happening with us going back to transparency also allows these transitions to feel more normalized. And we have that sisterhood right? And where that's what we're missing in the lack of rituals is that we forget that we're not alone and we don't have to do this thing perfectly without all the messiness. If we have other people showing like, this is my mess too, you know, (laughs) this is happening for me over here and our businesses will survive. Like, let's not, 
you know, that's, I guess, coming back to that. So what do, what do we do? Because it feels in those moments when we have big transitions, like a developmental transition, um, a career transition. So some people are trained, you know, coming into entrepreneurship and then wondering, you know, we've got, um, those individuals too listening, like the new entrepreneurs, that's a big transition when you leave working for a team or a company, um, or transitioning your business, selling it, closing it, changing it, evolving um, it into another level that you've never had before. You know, and yeah. I, I see these kind of transitions a lot in my clients, right? Because, you know, most of them have been working really hard or trying a bunch of things for a long time. And then they come into the program and we stabilize them, right? We stabilize them in a really solid foundation. I teach them sales techniques. I teach them simple ways where they're not crazy anymore. They're not all over the place. And they start getting good clients and good money. And so then there's like this transition into how to stay stabilize in that, how to balance it all. So it's like, there's another transition. It's like, first they had to transition into being like, even having something that was really stabilized. And then it's transitioning in how to stay stabilized. And then for those that want to grow into the next level, there's a whole transition there of moving into sort of the next level, whatever that looks like. And so I think, you know, watching the transitions, like, and also in myself, you know, really, I mean, I have been a very transitional person period. I don't know, like, you know, whether that's sort of my nature, you could look at my, you know, I'm a Scorpio, you know, there's a whole lot of things in my life that sort of come together to show why I'm so watery and I'm so, you know, and I move a lot. And so for me, transition is really normalized inside of me, but it's still quite challenging, I think, to share it. And it's quite challenging to like, integrated into the world because I think a lot of people don't always accept transition. So one of the things you were talking about, just to sort of come back to it, is that, you know, what do we do in our business when we're going through transition? I mean, I think the first thing is we have to really honor and give ourselves permission to transition, right? Yes. Because it's like we don't allow ourselves to slow down or stop or honor it. It's like, we just keep going. And I think that that right there is a huge piece. I mean, sometimes my advice to my clients is stop, slow down, simplify, go back to the basics. And I think we don't do that enough. So I think that's actually the absolute first thing you have to do. I love the advice to stop and slow down and set that boundary. And a lot of times we forget because the world is moving continually around us and we feel like we can't stop. But one of the reasons that we created our own business for many of us was to have more freedom, more control, a sense of control over our time. And so there's, you know, nothing better than to celebrate that with the pause button. And whether that's one or two days or a week, again, coming back to how I've seen some of my, um, the, you know, mentors and people I really look up to when I get that autoresponder that says I'm taking a week to deep dive into my business so that I can really get clear and bring forth my gifts in even a more authentic manner. I'm all about that. I'm like, okay, girl, like go and I'll talk to you in a week. Like, I can't wait. I want to see what you come back with. I don't feel I'm more inspired. I don't feel um, that that impacts that person's brand in any negative way. But I think that we've internalized that perfectionistic, um, we got to keep it polished, tied up with a bow. We don't think that we can just hit that stop button and tell people that we're in deep reflection. (laughs) 
wow, what would that be like? <laughs> Hi, we're in deep reflection. Like, you know, and you think if we're attracting the right people, you know, if we've got the right clients that to some degree, that I mean, obviously we have to fulfill our responsibility. And some of that is around creating the right structures in our business, you know, but, but one of the things I often look at is, you know, when I'm transitioning, I just have to cut back all unnecessary things, right? So, you know, I sort of look at that streamlining process or what are the minimal things I need to do to still, you know, do my obligations? Like, and you have to be really honest about that because a lot of people, I think, you know, say, I have to do these 5 million things to keep my obligation. And really like most of that could be cut off. But, you know, I think we have to look at you know, how can we really simplify what we're doing? And so sometimes that might be not taking in any new clients, you know, for a period of time. Sometimes that might be, you know, slowing down and not doing anything on the growth side and just doing the maintaining side. And I think we don't, you don't, we don't often look at things in terms of that cyclical nature. If we allow ourselves the space to transition properly, we're going to do so much better on the other side of that. Whereas what I see is a lot of people keep trying to go and then they're, they get totally burnt out. They don't have the proper transitioning. Like everything's really pushed too hard. They get exhausted, you know, and, and we just don't get that space to move fully into transition. So sometimes I just won't take in any new clients. And then it's like, I've got a space to transition and, you know, my sales lower, but like, it's so worth it on the other side. Yeah. Thank you for that reminder. Cause I'm currently struggling with the fact that I have probably three messages on my inbox of wanting in this summer. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think I told myself I wasn't going to take more clients, but it's hard. It's hard to set that boundary when there's, um, money to be had too. Like for me, I'm thinking, wow, you know, all the extra money that we're spending on summer camps and different things. Like I really need to be practical, but I also have a little bit of money that I've set aside for this. So I could actually do it. I could actually not take those clients, but it makes me a little uncomfortable, um, setting that boundary. So I just, I'm definitely calling myself out one on that one. It's, it's, it's hard for me to say, I'm not accepting new clients. Usually I say, I'm not accepting new clients until next month. But right now I'm wanting to say, I'm not accepting new clients till September, you know, like, ah, that's scary. And it is really scary. And, you know, mine is usually like a month or two as well, but I think, you know, it is a balance, obviously, like some of, you know, we've got financial obligations, you know, so, so there is a balance to be had, but I don't think, I guess, I think we need to look at things from a more holistic level, right? So, you know, it is about financial impact. It is about, but we're also playing a long game. And if we just look at the short game of it, you know, and the other pieces, if we decide to take a break, one of the other things I encounter a lot is that then we have to deal with our partners or then we have to deal with the people in our lives who are like, well, we need the money, like bring in the money, even if we don't really need the money, you know, there's like still that. So then it's like, we have to counteract people who are like, why did your sales drop? Why are your sales dropping? You know, like there's a, there's a whole thing we have to battle then on the other side. And so, you know, this is about strength. I mean, so much of what we talk about on this podcast is about growing stronger and being more empowered. And that means facing all the old paradigms that everyone else is stuck in. Like, yeah. In a way, this is a really, it can be a lonely path. Like we, I mean, we have each other and there's a few of us in there, you know, who are, who are sort of walking this path, but it can be a really hard path in our everyday lives because 
not a lot of people are living this way. You know, yeah. most people are living still in a very masculine paradigm. Most people are still living by, you know, the, the, the carrot and the stick, you know, like, like there's like not a lot of people are really focused on creating like true balance, true empowerment, true freedom, you know, and the financial piece is really important. But what we don't realize is that what happens when you burn yourself out, you didn't give yourself proper time for transition and then you can't make any money at all down the road. Yeah. Right. So exactly. this is what I'm counteracting is like, how do we create a balance so that we have some space, but then we can get back in and do even more. Yeah, no, that's so true. And it's such a reminder that it's, it's a hard, lonely walk, but well worth it. And the only reason it's so lonely now is that it's a newer paradigm, but it's, that's changing too. More and more people are understanding. Um, and there's actually what helps a lot. always have to add this one, you know, is like the science is starting to back things up. So now more and more people are like, oh, this actually works. But like the way that our brain recovers, like the fact that we have to have rest and we have to have the pause button because we're so much more productive and creative after that. And so that's what my wise self says is like, hey, this summer it's okay to slow down. So I'm I'm working a 15 hour work week right now. And that feels a little crazy, but then it feels so good on the other hand, but I've had to just keep reminding people because people are like, well, you know, um, can we do this? And why is this not getting done? Or I want to, you know, let's get together on this. I'm like, well, I'm doing 15 hours right now. So let's get you on the books for like three weeks from now. Cause my two, uh, you know, my 30 hours already <laughs> like booked up, <laughs> but, but it's about that. It's about being strategic and it helps me because I only have 15 hours on the books. That means I'm very selective about who gets on that, you know, those times. And this is about, so my future, this is that transition. Like you're saying, allowing myself because there's this need right now to deep dive. That means more time. It means more fun, pleasure, curiosity. And when you're completely in the grind when you're just trying to fulfill all the obligations you perceive your business has or you have for your business, then it can get in the way of that clarity, right? That we want to have as very mindful, intentional entrepreneurs. And like you said, doing it differently than what we've seen done before. Yeah. And I think we've got to talk about, and I know we've, this thread's been through many things because it's such a sort of core foundational piece, but I think we have to talk about that, like how we are giving ourselves permission, the transition, growing, evolving, how we are changes everything. And it's like, we don't, like so many of my clients are surprised when I'm helping them work on their internal self versus all the tactics, you know, all the marketing stuff. And, and they, they, at first, a lot of them will fight me against it or they don't believe it or, you know, like it's like this, you know, I'm, I get challenged that they just need a new marketing tactic. They just need something that's just going to, and I'm like, let's work on what's happening internally. And the second an internal shift happens, all of a sudden clients come, right? All of a sudden things change. It's like, there's no, you know, they had to do no marketing tactics. Like they don't, there's like this disbelief sometimes yeah. at how powerful the internal shifts are. And I mean, they're really powerful. And I experience yeah. this sometimes like all of a sudden my business is not flowing the way that I want it to flow, or I'm not getting as many clients as I was before, or something's not happening 
And I have to step mm-hmm. back and look at what is happening internally. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because I need more space, right? Like sometimes all of a sudden, all these people are sitting on the fence because I actually don't want any more clients because I need space. And I didn't, you know, deliberately say, okay, no more clients. <laughs> Consciously, I did, right? And we don't recognize that then when I give myself permission to have the space or I let myself move through that transition, then everything changes. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. all those people on the fence come in. Like, this is the kind of acknowledgement and I think wisdom we don't really talk about and we don't really have. The internships yes. are everything. Yes. Yes. And like from the school of mindfulness, you know, there's that idea of meta cognitions, meta awareness, because a mindful moment is that you, you stop for a second to be present. And so we can't be as clear with ourselves about what's really going on in the, um, hamster wheel. Like that's just, the constant going and going and going, there's not a reflection. So we're either, um, we're just like chasing the tail and like what's coming before and after, before and after. And a moment of meta awareness, like just an insight is the ability to be present and watch yourself being present. You know, like I'm on the cushion. I'm just sitting here drinking my coffee and, and that's something I think that many people think that, oh, great, now I'm going to have to pick up yoga. Now I'm going to learn meditation. Now I have to figure this thing out, like of how to be more mindful or how to pause. But it's so easy to start with just that moment that you stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this brings me back to like my little Bibles right now are these Judith Dirk books that I've talked about a few times. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is like, um, I sit listening to the wind and circle of stones. Those are the two books. Yes. And I feel like they're like, there's, there's so little real books that aren't too heady, I think out there around real feminine, like really what it means to be in our feminine. Um, and I personally find either books like condescending and don't, they don't feel very good. They don't feel like they're the true feminine or they're really psychological or academic, right? Even like um, women running, running with wolves is great, but it's like very like academic. And so, you know, to me, these, these have become my little go-to's where they just keep reminding me of the feminine. And one of the things that she talks about is that it's just being present with things. It's just like, like you said, sitting there, you know, watching the rain falling down and noticing that there's a raindrop on the window and just watching it slide down. And like, you know, like that is the feminine, like the ability to observe and be present with it and to just be and to sit like, and we don't realize the value of that, like how much that shifts in our life. I mean, I deliberately have put in two times a week where I do nothing but sit, right? I don't meditate. It's not meditation. It's not yoga. It's just like just being able to observe the world, let my mind flow where it wants, like just sit and be present with everything, look out at the window, whatever. And it totally shifts my paradigm. Like it it changes the way I'm experiencing the world. And just in that moment, you are allowing for your transition because we are as humans constantly evolving. And so these micro little transitions and macro transitions, you know, so it's sometimes it is just that sitting and something shifts 
you know, I've noticed this summer since everything just kind of, for me, it got less compressed. Like everything felt really like compressed around me. And then I just decided, okay, 15 hours, I'm doing this. And I kind of reset and it, it did slow things down. And what's interesting is that I've opened up create creatively. Like I wake up in the morning and ideas are dropping in, but instead of going to the computer, trying to work, I just go and sit and listen to the birds and think about my ideas. And when they're really compelling, I'll audio speak them into a recorder or write them down. But I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to sit with these moments. Right. And they become embedded, right? They become embedded. It's such a different thing than when we just move them quickly into our head and into the computer. Yeah. It's like yes. the feeling of them, the space. And we talked about that in the, um, you know, in having a bigger vision, embodying a bigger vision is like the space you create to feel things embeds them into your being. It makes it so much easier to move. Yes, yes. And, and as a re, re, recovering intellectualist, I own that. I work in the somatics now, but I'm very much, a, I can come from being in my mind and I intellectualize often that transition when it really is to be felt. It really is to be allowed to unfold and your business will be okay as long as you're okay. <laughs> Well, your business will be better. I mean, this is the the truth of it is that everything around you will be better. But I think, you know, one of the things that is a struggle for most of us is that when we're going through a big transition, it's oftentimes very unstable. And I think we're uncomfortable with the unstableness, right? Like, you know, I think I've used way back a long time ago, we did an episode on this, I think like the very beginning first few months. But, you know, we talked about sort of what happens when you, um, when it's sort of unstabilized, when you're growing and there's like a transition. And I always like see it like a bubble, like you've been in this nice, comfortable bubble for a long time, or at least something you've known, even if it's not comfortable, comfortable. Yeah, and then it's you familiar. Break it, and all of a sudden it's like really unstable because you don't know the new level that you're at. You don't understand how to work with it and, and you know, move with it and engage with it. And there's so many more unknowns, right? It's bigger in a way, a bigger space, but also that can be scary because it's much bigger and you don't know where the boundaries are and you don't know where the edges are yet and there's not comfort there yet. And so I think we don't often like give ourselves permission and and sit with those feelings. Like it's, you know, I'm really good at navigating transitions and yet I found this new transition I'm in right now has been very difficult, you know, very, um, very scary, very unstable. And part of it is because I'm redefining a very core identity, you know, like who I've defined myself as since a child. It's like, I'm now moving, like I'm, I'm getting rid of that old core identity and I'm moving into a new identity, but I don't yet have familiarity with it. Right. It's, it's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is what I love about the feminine is like, we live in a very polarized masculine world where there's these dualities and everything is compartmentalized like we're saying and so even our identities you know our identities as entrepreneurs our identities as women mothers like all these things even the way we think about um the spectrum of our identities. I mean, you see this in in the evolution of more and more people starting to be non-binary in their sexuality. And I mean, I think all of that is this beautiful shift from the masculine, like 
this is the label, this is the compartment, because that has given human beings a sense of safety for so long. And that's, it's our biology speaking, like we've evolved because we've been like, this is the same and I go here and this is the label, but we're ready for the next thing. We've been on this planet long enough that thank goodness we haven't yet destroyed it. And so before (laughs) we do, like hoping for some shifts um, back to the wisdom of the feminine, which allows us to then open into different identity, shed labels, become um, who we ultimately feel we are and not anything that we've been told that we are. Yeah. And, you know, I think just acknowledging that that is scary, that there's a lot of unknowns that even for the, the you know, most mastered of masters, you know, that it's just going to be transitions are difficult, even if they're moving to like the best thing ever, you know, that, that those moments of transitions are challenging and it's going to take a toll on you and therefore it's going to take a toll on your business and it's also going to take a toll on your family and the people around you. And I think giving ourselves, you know, permission, as we said many times now, just to do that, just to let it all take a toll, knowing that we'll move through it like a cycle, that you know this too shall pass. This transition will move into more solidarity. We'll move more into you know confidence, and we'll move more into congruency. And so it's just really giving that space. And sometimes that requires, like you you know you said earlier, like sometimes we need to communicate. We need to communicate to the people on our list, the people in our in our lives, our clients, and also you know permission with the family, you know, to say like, Hey, I'm, you know, a little bit shaky now. I'm not, I'm not feeling resourced. You know, there's a lot of attention that is going to this thing that I don't even know how to label. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, it's asking our partners to give us space. It's asking our kids to give us space. It's as, you know, it's like that permission is really, really important. I mean, my husband is really used to me going through these kind of transitions yeah. <laughs> and yet he still gets fearful sometimes like oh no what's happening are you going to come out of it you know like there's a, that when that's his stuff it's not my stuff and yeah. so you know I still have to communicate it's fine this is where this is a transition this it will we'll move through it it will be great like this is like this is actually a really necessary transition but I'm a little bit under-resourced I need more baths I need more space you know? <laughs> I need more sleep exactly. Exactly. Well, I know we're like, we're, we're towards the end of this call. And I just had like four little stages come up. I don't know. I'm just going to share these. This is my work. As you were talking, I'm like, okay, yes. So it's acceptance. So there's acceptance. That's the permission part. Like, let's just accept that there's a transition happening. Then there's the allowing. Let's allow it to be, to unfold. Let's be mindful, just acknowledging there, there it is. It's allowing it to happen. And then let's be transparent with all those around us that we love. And then there's also our clients and just being transparent about what we're allowing, what we've accepted, what we're allowing, what's, how it's taking its course. And then the fourth being, um, renegotiating renegotiations, right? Like you're in a transition. So like, let's renegotiate what your expectations are of me because I'm doing that. Right. So there's four things that just downloaded. I, I don't know. That's going to, that, that with, if I can remember those four pillars in transition of accepting, allowing trans being transparent and then renegotiating. I think that is a good way of thinking about, and you know, I'm a therapist. So I like to think of things in stages. 
I think stages <laughs> are good. And I think that's a beautiful way to look at things because, you know, when we just acknowledge it and we give it that space and we go through those transitions and we move through, we're going to be so much stable, so much more stable on the other side. And I think that's what we don't always look at. Like, you know, we devalue the feminine things like allowing, you know, our permission or just space. Even we deny those things because then we think, no, action's more important. Action's way yeah. more important. Identify. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> like that's what we're taught. Checklist. Okay. You've done all your things. Now, maybe at the end of all of that checklist, you might have a little thing of like a 30 minute bath, you know? <laughs> If all your checks are done, you got to have all your boxes. Yeah, exactly. And we, we have to actually totally flip it around. We have to make these kind of things the most important thing. I mean, I think that's what I'm always trying to really get in with my clients is that, you know, like we're always sort of putting stuff for self last, or we're putting time to envision our space or meditation, all these things last. Those have to be first. Those are the things that are going to make you the most successful. Those are the things that are going to allow you to have the most impact. Those are the things that are freedom. So it's like, it's, they're not last, they're first. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just that reprogramming, reconditioning, um, ourselves. So that's why we're going to keep talking about this because I need to keep hearing it and processing through it and repatterning so that we can be just much more allowing and gentle with ourselves. And, and then we'll often be surprised if we allow ourselves the time to transition there is an impact in our business. Like I'm seeing that now that as I've let myself go through this personal transformation of just being more reflective, getting clear, uh, mine's a lot like looking, um, kind of taking inventory of like where I've come since I was 20 and what's happening over the last 20 years, right? (laughs) I'm like, oh, that all makes sense. Okay, this is starting to make sense. I'm just kind of integrating that. And then as I integrate myself, then my business is starting to just show things. Like, it's just like, oh, ah, I see that in a different way now. Like, okay, like things are just starting to be more um, visible and and they change the, it changes the way they appear to me because I'm shifting these things within myself. And like you said, not a marketing tool, but a shift in internal way of being that helps me perceive my business in a new way as well. Yeah. I mean, these things that we're talking, like, I'm so appreciative of our conversations because it's the same with me. Like I can, I can carry a lot, which is my old core identity. I can carry a lot. I am the caretaker. I'm the person, you know, really sort of, um, holding everything up. And so it's good for me sometimes just to realize that I can be transparent, that I can let yeah. go, that I can mm-hmm. give myself permission to not hold it all and yeah. to be messy and to be chaotic. And it's like, I do that sometimes, but then sometimes I still forget. So it's like these conversations, they, they bring it all around, right? They mm-hmm. really, really support us. So, yeah. you know, I'm appreciative of it. Me too. It's a good reminder as we have these talks. So thank you, thank you. All right. Aww. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. 
You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.